Creative Ventures, everybody, and welcome to episode 25 of Books Cubed. Anybody else out there feeling dizzy or is it just me? It's been five days now and I'm really, really tired of it. I'm on med, so hopefully I'm okay in the next couple days. Uh, I really want to go back and lay down, so I'm going to make this really quick and we're going to jump right into part three of Undead Tales. 15 Thrilling Zombie Stories, A Night of the Writing Dead Anthology. And today I'm talking with RJ Spears, and I'll see you after. All right, I am with RJ Spears. Let me do a quick read of his bio. RJ Spears is a filmmaker and award-winning writer who lives in Columbus, Ohio. He splits his writing time between mystery crime, thrillers, and horror fiction. His stories have appeared on A Twist of Noir, Shotgun Honey, Near to the Knuckle, Flashes in the Dark, and The Horror Zine. They've also been in print anthologies, The Kennedy Curse, Hard Boiled, Feast or Famine, and All That Remains. Uh, oh, he's also the host of Reanimated Writers Podcast, a show that features writers, excuse me, authors writing in the zombie genre, which I just subscribed to, so I can check it out because I love uh, zombies, death gore, all that great stuff. So uh, welcome today. <laughs> Fantastic. It's, uh, it's so good to be here. I'm so excited. I, I was so happy uh, when Jay talked about, Jay and Zach talked about this anthology. And I, I read it um, over, I think, three nights uh, till like two in the morning. I usually go to bed about nine, 10 o'clock and read for an hour or so. And uh, over three nights till about two in the morning. And uh, it, it was just great. And your story is the one on the boat, right? Yeah, well, the one where they cut the boat and they come to the island. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. I don't want I don't want to give anything away, but yours was, I it was an ending. Oh, it, it went in a direction and then in an ending I completely didn't see coming, and I absolutely love that when I pick up a book and I don't know where it's going. That was just wonderful. So, let's start. Oh, did you want to read a little bit from it? A couple of paragraphs. I, you know, I think you and know, I talked about this. Is I don't. I don't like to read my stuff and I'm sorry, I'm just, uh, and, and I think it comes from in college, I was an actor and I wasn't very good at it. And a few of my friends wanted to cast me in short films and I watched myself on camera and I am so self-conscious. I would actually prefer not to do that. No, that's fine. That's fine. Um, we've had a couple other people read from their snippets um, for last week's show. Uh, and um and I'll probably start this show with a little snippet from Alex's that he read last week. Okay, fantastic. <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, I think it's one of the first stories in the book, right? There's one before mine uh, by M.A. Robbins and then mine. Yeah, okay. So uh, you'll just have to grab the book to read it, but uh, it is, I highly recommend it. Like I highly recommend the whole book. So let's start with talking about being in Philadelphia with 25 authors and... What was that experience like putting together this world that you're all going to write in? Well, Zach and Jay did a fantastic job of, of bringing us all together. They are world-class world builders. And they, they just really facilitated a, an entire conversation in which we all participated. It wasn't them telling us the rules. We all participated. We all gave input. You know, our zombies should be slow, but they should do this. And the how far are we into the devastation? We're this far in. And, and we made up a lot of the rules and we all tried to play by those rules. I mean, I stretched mine a little bit by putting mine, uh, putting my story well after like the event 
and uh, and uh, so that was that for me was sort of interesting. But we we got to pitch our stories right there at the event. We stood up in front of everybody and pitched our stories, and no one gave me a thumbs down, so I went for it. Oh, nice. Now, did you know what you possibly might write about before you all stood up to pitch, or did you just make things up on the spot? This actually, this is a story that's been in my mind for a long time, and and it happened to fit. And then since they didn't want to clamp down on creativity, uh, they, accept, they accepted the pitch. They actually want, they actually been like encouraging me to go in a different direction. Like, oh, this Rainy, I think, I think you'd be great for this. Oh, I think you'd be great for that. But, but I pitched this, they liked it. And, uh, you know, I guess they liked it enough to put it to be number two in the anthology, so. It was one of my favorite stories in the book. Well, thank you. It really was, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's, most of them had a had a satisfying conclusion and i didn't feel like i needed more from the stories Lori's was one that i told her i need one if not three books based on those characters yours was another one where i would have liked to have gone back some before it started and maybe gone forward some because i think there's a way that you could get out of what you wrote as the ending to continue the story on i don't want to give anything away well, Have you thought about maybe revisiting that? And well, if you really want to know, one of the reasons I wrote it is that this is going to be, I'm writing a series of interconnected short stories called Zombie Incorporated. And the doctor in The Relic, the story The Relic, continues forward and it jumps, the story jumps about two years and picks up with Zombie Incorporated number one. And he appears in every story. Uh, there are four of those out right now. So that would be number zero. That would be story zero. The relic is story zero. And then I have to look at my Amazon page really quickly. I need to make sure. I, I think there are four of those. Let me just real quick. I'm almost positive there are. Uh, there, uh, it, the first one's called Zombie Incorporated First Mission. Yeah, there are four of those. The, la the last one is called Zombie Dead Drop. And, and they're self-contained stories, but they're continuing a pair of characters. Uh, and situations. I don't want to give too much of it away, but let's just say that uh, the uh, the tagline for the series is "Undead Terrors, Undead Weapons." Ooh. So they're they're available on Amazon now at fine retailers. Well, we'll put the I'll put the links in the show notes. Sure. I saw when I was looking at your page, you have so many great books, and you write not only in horror but you write in other genres too. Yeah, and originally I wasn't gonna be a zombie writer. I uh, was gonna write uh, two-fisted noir, PI fiction, private eye fiction. And I wrote a book in the, started in 1999, eight years later, finished it, got it to beta readers, uh, got bruised and beaten. So I licked my wounds uh, by writing uh, a vampire story that got picked up by the horror zine. Got a lot of really positive feedback. One of the, one of the, my best experiences working with an editor of a uh, of an online magazine, because she's very very good and very uh, critical constructively, and really improved my story. So my wife and I, my genesis into zombies was this: my wife and I went to a conference in San Antonio. Two blocks from our hotel is the Alamo. She says we should visit there, so we go over and visit. Actually, you know, you know may sound corny, but I was really moved by it. But, but she came out of it and she said, why don't you write a story with people being trapped inside the Alamo 
when it's surrounded by zombies during the zombie apocalypse. And that became the genesis for uh, my story called Forget the Alamo, which is uh, uh, my earliest series. I got to turn my heater off. My office is always cold. Sorry about that. And uh, anyway, the uh, that that's a part of my series called Forget the Zombies. There's Forget the Alamo. My characters have to get out of San Antonio. Then there's Forget the Texas, where they have to get out of Texas with zombies chasing them. And the last one is called Forget America, which they have to get out of America. Nice, great location. And if you've never been to the Alamo, there's like a Kmart next door or down the street. And there's just, it's right in the middle of the city. And the first time I saw it, I was just so surprised that there was so much right around it. Usually you go out to uh, these historical sites and there's like nothing around them, but this one is right smack dab. So it's a great location for people to try to be escaping from. I'm gonna have to check that one out. So you've been writing, I, I was, when I was looking at your books, I saw that you, your Sanctuary series, which has eight books in it. You've started publishing that in 2017 and you've got eight books out already. Well, there's a, there's a story to that. And I have to be completely honest. I was with a small press and I actually published that book in 2013 or 14, the first book. And what happened was I worked with them and I released a book every seven or eight months because I was still learning how to do things. And I was with them and I had a three-year contract. And at the end of three years, so it must have been 2014, uh, we just decided to part ways. And they gave me my books back. Nice. I reworked them, did renew, uh, new covers. So Sanctuary from the Dead, <clears throat> which is a part of the Books of the Dead series, uh, I released it in October of 2017. November, I released Lord of the Dead, book two. And then I released book three, Dead Man's Land, in December. And since then, I've been releasing those other, the, the, the sequels, if you want to call it, the, the rest in the series. Uh, there are, yeah, there are eight books in the series. The eighth book is, I'm doing a spinoff series because the series got so big, it was an ensemble of characters and they got separated in geography by a hundred miles that they're never going to touch each other ever again. And so I, or at least not in the, you know, foreseeable future. So I didn't want to have these two stories that they didn't touch each other at all. So I'm taking uh, two sets of characters and I'm, you know, in the first book, there's one set, in the second book, the second, and the end of the second book, which I am very close to finishing, they're coming together and then that'll broil on for at least two more books. And then I'm going to continue work on the other series because I've already got an outline for book truly book eight in Books of the Dead, which will end up being book uh, 10 in the series. So it's, it's just something, this year is a busy, busy year for me. It is, and it's not just the zombie. Have you, I saw that, how many books have you published? Because I kept scrolling. <laughs> well, I have, I mean, when you look on my Amazon page, I, it looks like I have, I mean, I have 11 books, but I have tons of short stories. And the reason I write short stories is primarily as a giveaway during launch events or during author takeovers on Facebook. Because I'll bring fans in or readers in and I, I want to give them something. So I'll give away Zombie Incorporated number one or, or, or one of my zombie stories, uh, Dangerous Games or The Last Zombie or whatever. Uh, and I'll give those away. I do have a I have a twin brother. So if you ever see anybody that looks like me and you wave at me and I look at you strange, it's not me, it's him. And if he hits you, it's definitely him. 
you know, he steals something <laughs> from me. It's definitely him. No, I'm kidding. He, uh, he came to me and said, oh, let's write a book together. It'd be fun. So uh, we wrote a book called Ebola Cell. He pitched me the idea. So everybody, everybody's reacted to the pitch. The pitch is uh, a terrorist with a suicide vest is a terrifying thing. A terrorist with Ebola wearing a suicide vest is an unimaginable horror. And so that was his story that we would have these, these suicide, you know, vest, vest terrorists going into crowds of people and blowing themselves up. And Ooh, so, yeah. So did you write, did you guys write that together? Yes, we did. Yes. It, and it's released. It's on Amazon right now. And uh, the, the couple mystery stories you see on there are stories that are set with the same character that's in that mystery I told you about earlier that has, has yet to be released. So, but I just, I had these short stories that I wrote one, I wrote another, and I said, eh, I might as well start releasing these just for the heck of it. When did you start writing? How, did you always want to be a writer? I, you know, everybody asked me that question. The very first thing as a child I wanted to be was a paleontologist, because I was absolutely sure that in the city park right behind my house was a T-Rex that I was going to unearth with my my trowel and little, you know, pale of, you know, pale bucket, you know. <clears throat> but uh, that that passed and and I want to be a writer and then I want to be a baseball player and then I then I went to film school and I want to be a filmmaker or a theater director and uh, well, life just got in the way. Got married, had kids, moved around, but I've always written off and on. My my wife has always been very supportive of me, giving her short stories. Oh, let me really whatever. So let me just. So I, I published my first short story in 2012. Uh, it was a crime story called Homeschooling about a a dad taking his kid around, and you think it's really innocent. He's really teaching the kid how to rob houses. So. Oh, I like that. I like that. So that was your first one in 2012. Yeah. So you'd always found to be a writer. Then you published in 2012. Now, when you come to your second book, everything you thought about being a writer that you applied to the first book, what changed after you published that first one as you went on to your second book? Well, you know, what I tell, I mean, it's interesting. What I tell writers is, uh, you know, if you start on anything, finish it. Because finishing something finishes it, teaches you that you can. It says, oh, I know how to finish a book. Because, I mean, there are tons of people out there that I know are writers. They say, oh, I'm writing a book. I'm writing a book. And then, oh, that, that I, got, I got bored with that. I started another one. Oh, I got bored with that. I started another one. And it taught me, one, it gave me the confidence to know I could finish a book. And, uh, you know, I finished that one book. It took me eight years. And then I didn't really write another thing until I wrote Forget the Alamo. And uh, once I released that, that press, that small press came to me and asked, do you have anything else? Well, I'd been working on this other short story that that was a genesis for Sanctuary from the Dead. So uh, really, once you start, I mean, for me, writing is just the thing I do now. People, oh, I need the muse or I need inspiration. I just do it now. I mean, I sit down every day and write. How, how long do you think, I mean, I know you said it's only been, it's been a long time for you, 2014, since you've written all yeah. these novels, but that's a really short time for me. I mean, it took me two years to I'm uh, just like a third of the way through my second book and it's taken me two years. Do you sit for like 10 hours a day to write? I mean, are you, are you how, could, how do you get yourself to be so prolific? Well, I, I mean, I write every day, but I, I, I have a very demanding day job. I mean, it, it can be, you know, 45, 50, sometimes 60 hours a week, but every day 
I sit down and write. And, 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 and you know, the secret, the Chris Fox sprint method is the secret, is you find 20 minutes here, you find 20 minutes there. Now, for a long time, I mean, this is just my, my secret was, I had to be at work early because I had my daughter at the bus stop at 6.30, no, 6.24 in the morning. So I just came in and I wrote until work started. And then I would write over lunch. So I would get an hour and a half to two hours in every day. Her bus schedule's changed. So now I get lunch hour and I'm doing night writing, which I never thought I would do. But uh, the more you write, the faster you get and the better, more confident you get with your writing. And, and, and I can, I, mean, I peel off a thousand words a day, easy. I mean, that's, that's I'm, I actually wanna do 1500 words a day and I just do it. And it's, it's not something, my fingers hit the keyboard and I'm in the story and I hit a flow state and, you know, he opens the door and there's a zombie or, you know, he opens the door and there's two guys with a gun and just go from there. And I mean, I, I'm a plotter. Somebody called it planting where you plot and oh, yeah. <clears throat> And I, yeah. I have an outline, but I, I, inside the scene, whatever happens, happens. And I have a vague idea. I have a, you know, maybe two to three paragraphs at tops, very short paragraphs. They're going to do this. They're going to do this. They're going to do that. But what happens in there? In this latest book, for instance, I was on chapter 11. And in my outline, here was chapter 12, but 10 chapters appeared in there, in between the two. So that book just went off on its own for a while and I brought it back into itself. So. Yeah. 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 And you wrote the, the, the loose outline helps. I started out as a screenwriter, so with and you know, as a filmmaker, that with um, with a screenplay, you 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 only have so many words. So I was very anal with my outlines for screenplays, but with books, yeah, it's a loose outline. And yeah, sometimes one chapter will turn into five because yeah. all of a sudden there's all these things. But but uh, but yeah, I need to um, <clears throat> get better about um, getting my butt in the chair. I spend most of my day thinking about what I'm maybe writing, but I need to spend more of it in the chair working on it. So um, what do you prefer? I mean, you've got, like you said, you've got the mysteries and thrillers and you've got the zombies. Sounds like you've got more of the zombie stories. Do you like one over the other or would you write whatever came to mind? No, I mean, if, I mean, my intention always was to write a, 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 a private investigator series like, uh, Lawrence Block's Matthew Scudder or uh, John D. McDonald's Travis McGee or whatever, something along those lines. Uh, 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 what's her name? Sue Grafton's uh, Kinsey Milhoun was to write something like that. And, uh, but, you know, again, like I said, I wrote the first one. I got beat up a little bit. I started writing zombie fiction and I started making money and I couldn't walk away. I mean, you know, I, I hit four figures last year and a month, I mean, four figures a month. And I was like, holy crap, I can't walk away from this. I mean, I, eventually, I'm, I'm not sure I ever will. I mean, I, I have my Forget the Zombie series is an incredibly fun book. And I will, I mean, I'll be the first one to say, you know, it's fairly shallow. I mean, it's, it's just adventure. That's all it is. I love the main character. I love the little love interest thing I put in there. But it's just a romp. That's all it is. I mean, there's not a lot of depth. The, the Books of the Dead, was, starting with Sanctuaries of the Dead, has an underpinning to it uh, that I really enjoy working in, and I like the main character a lot. Uh, I've got, you know, I said book eight is outlined. I have a tentative idea for book nine. I have no idea what's going to happen in book 10, and I don't know how I'm going to make it work, but I, I'm going to. And then where I go from there, I, I don't know. I mean, I 
I have lots of grand schemes, but ultimately, you know, like I said, I work a full-time job. One day I'm going to quit this job and there will be a set, series of PI novels. They will happen. I mean, I've, I've just guaranteed that. So. Oh, it will. I mean, the more books you get out there, the more, the more money you're going to make. And it's, I heard somebody say once, the number of books has nothing to do with how much money you make. And I thought, you're an idiot. Of course it does. Now, if they're well-written, that has everything to do with it. If you write a lot of books that aren't well-written, you're not going to make any money. Now, you write in very, <clears throat> excuse me, distinct genres. In the, in the thriller genre or the zombie genre, there are just certain things tropes that have to happen that the readers expect but do you find yourself wanting to do things to kind of turn things on their head and go in maybe a different direction and if you do that are you worried that your readers are going to say wait a minute you know that's not going to that could never happen I, like I, I knew a lady that wrote ghost stories and i don't remember what she had happened but she had a review once and the reviewer said ghosts don't do that which I thought was the funniest thing. Of course, ghosts do that if you write them to do that. So are you ever worried about going too far outside what's expected? By oh, those I readers? mean, with my Sanctuary from the Dead series, there the the underpinning of that book is, you know, we've got zombies and we've got survival. We have some human adversaries. But underneath it, it is an ultimate battle between good and evil in which basically, I, I mean, the underpinning of it, I never come out and state this, but it, it's it's alluded to is that when zombies showed up, the devil saw his chance to win. Okay. And he's going to use zombies to win. And, and he, is, he is manipulating things, but there are rules. There are rules that, that, he, that the devil and God have to play by. And God's is very hands-off, but you know, working in the background through people, and the devil is working through people, but making things happen. So it's, it's, and I've gotten a lot of push, not a lot, but I've got several reviews in which people I know they just ended, they just stopped reading the books. I can't believe it. I hate this. This sucks. What do you mean? God can create zombies. Why didn't he just, you know, you're not getting it. It's not about zombies. It's about good and evil. It's about, you know, this main character's journey through, uh, through faith to figure out if you know he believes this or not if he believes it then he he might survive or it's all hokum and you know i'm just gonna you know two-fist my way through the zombie apocalypse i like the idea of god and the devil as kind of a, an underlining uh underlining theme to the idea of the zombie novels do you as you write different zombie novels, do you want to have something that moves from some theme, universal theme that's going to move from one series to the next? Would you consider that's taking that idea and, and using it in another series that was unrelated to those zombies? Well, you know, in this spinoff series, there will be that underpinning, but it won't be as strong. I mean, you know, when you talk about tropes and reader demands, ghosts don't do that, zombies don't do that, you know, I'm a data-driven person to a degree, and so I've done a survey of, of readers in uh, the Reanimated Writers uh, fiction fan group, and their primary thing is they want survival. That's their number one thing. And, you know, in the zombie genre, there's an underpinning of, of people that read it that are preppers, if you're familiar with the term preppers. Yes. People that are preparing for doomsday. And 
that seeps in that's seeped into the consciousness i mean probably because of the walking dead the the basically zombies are the romantic if you want to call it that version of doomsday for these people because they you know they get to survive and it and in this sort of fictional world in the walking dead or in my books or wherever so I'm tr going to take my spinoff series. It will there. There is a character that's going to carry some of that, that uh, God thing, but it's going to be a lesser degree. Where the other book is is really going to go in that direction in a big way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I was thinking the whole zombie prepper thing the other day when I had absolutely no food in the house, and <laughs> I needed to make dinner and thought I really need to be a prepper and have like a basement full of canned goods. <laughs> I didn't want to go to the grocery store. So, uh, so 2014, was that the first time the first, you actually that was published the, anything? No, no. no. I mean, you know, my very first published work was, I, I, I'd have to go back and look, but it's uh, some short stories. Uh, I don't know if it was a zombie short story or, uh, you know, I was playing out with mystery and crime and I uh, wrote this uh wrote these flash stories for a couple websites. Uh, one's called Shotgun Honey. And your stories have to be 700 words. Oh and God. I was on a couple others. And, uh, and I did those. And uh, I, I, you've, you've you know, piqued my curiosity. My very first thing I published was, oh, a collection of those short stories called uh, Flash, Flash, Bang, Bang, seven of them. And oh, they were- title. Seven flash stories. And so, you know, they're just little, little 700 or less than a thousand word crime pieces. And I put that out and then, uh, then I did a short story called The Exhibit. And then uh, I did a really long story that had been in my head. If you've ever had a story in your head for a long time, it's called Shutterbug. And it's about this, and it's set in 1999. And it's about before digital photography. And this photographer who's a who's a true shutterbug and really into old cameras, good cameras, comes across this camera that, that he gets and he takes pictures and it takes pictures of things that are going to happen. Bad things, bad things. And so starts off with something small and gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And it has a, when I was writing it, I, oh, you know, I said, you know, if I do this one thing, this is gonna have the best twist ending ever. So you guys will have to, anybody watching this interview, Shutterbug, it's a long, short story, but the twist on the end is worth it. Is <laughs> I it, usually go, yeah. Does it ahead. stand alone or is it in a novel? Is it no, a completely stand alone. It's about a 9,000 word short story, you know, <clears throat> and it, it was a, it's a story that was in my head for years. I mean, just bouncing around, you know, those are the best stories, the ones that come back. And, you know, as I said about the, the story uh, that's in the, in the anthology, that one had been in my head for a while and I really want to write it. And the ending that you see is not the ending I had when I originally envisioned it. I thought, you know, this would be the perfect ending. I mean, that's a very, my ending is very macabre. You know, it's very, you know. Yeah, it was good. And like I said, I don't want to say anything about it, but it went in a direction I completely unexpected. And it was just, I just, it was not something I, I was usually, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty good at sitting down and <clears throat> figuring out where something is going to go. But that one, I had no idea what direction we we're going and that made it even more fun, even more fun. So if you could go back, <clears throat> boy, I have all kinds for myself here. If I could, if you could go back, what would you say to your younger self 
to try to get you better into a frame of mind of, of getting these books out faster, better, sooner? What kind of yeah. advice would you give yourself? Well, uh, you know, it was funny at the at the Pittsburgh conference that that was the genesis for the anthology. You know, they asked me that we were on this. I was on this panel, and they asked, "What would you know?" The, everybody was asking the panel, "What would you do differently?" I said, "I would be ten years younger. <laughs> I would be ten years younger." When we figure that out, I probably don't really worry about writing. But but uh, no, I mean, I would have st started earlier. I wouldn't have waited until whatever. I I'm X years old, and I would. I wish I'd started at least ten years earlier. But the one problem, you know, obviously you can't do anything about that. You start where you are. And, and, and I, I, you know, I'm just trying to start where I am and, and be prolific and, and, and uh, get books out. And, uh, but, you know, I couldn't have been, couldn't have started much earlier because it was the self-publishing revolution that allowed me to do this. Because I, I mean, honestly, don't think I would have written if I would have had to send out 200 query letters to learn that no one likes me anyway. Yeah, I started as a literary agent and um, it was just, and back in 93, I mean, I was desperate to try to figure out a way to self-publish, indie publish, we didn't call it, we called it self-publishing then and, and you still, people still frown on that, to figure out a way to get these writers, because I represented some amazing writers, some of, starting to figure out a way to get their books out there for people to read and bypass New York because uh, it was just a pain <laughs> dealing with them. Um, and I actually hated, absolutely hated being an agent. And it kept me for years not writing myself after I left in 2000 because there was, there was no other way. Like you said, there was no other way to get the stuff out there unless you went with small um, presses. And most small presses only publish two or three books a year and, and they already have a list of people they want to deal with. They don't want to add anybody new. So it was, yeah, once the technology, what was it, 2010 when the Kindle came out? Yeah, I think 2009, 2010, and it started rolling about 2011, 2012. And yeah. I mean, you know, that's when I, I wish I would have paid attention because I wrote that one book that from, 19, from 1999 to 2007, eight years to finish that first book. I'd actually written one before, but uh, it won't, it's unmentionable. So it's an unspeakable thing. So I won't speak of it. But anyway, the, uh, you know, it took me eight years to do that. And I wasn't paying attention. Then I came across Jay Conrath's, uh, Jay Conrath's blog. And I said, what is this thing he's talking about, this self-publishing thing? Well, it took me, a, you know, a year and a half to figure out, oh, that's what that is. And yeah, I just took off. I mean, I am making up for lost time. That's why, I mean, you say, look, I mean, I'll release six books this year if I have my way. And I released four last year. And I, I will, I want to just, you know, I make, I, I've got too many stories. I want to, I want to do this. and I want to be good slash successful at it. Yeah. And you want to quit your day job, which... <laughs> So many, so many want to do, and it's a matter of getting enough books out there, finding yeah. the time, and getting them out there. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, the Kindle was just the best thing that ever happened to writing. I, I really wish that um, Barnes and Noble had jumped on the ball sooner and gone in full steam because they would be competitors, but they just don't seem like they know what they're doing or are interested in. And then the Nook never took yeah, off, and it, they, and it they died out. They completely blew it. Really, honestly. Yeah. They, they had their feet in two worlds and they really just had their toe in, in the self-publishing world and they didn't manage it well. I mean, it is shocking. I'm a big fan of the Sell More Book Show podcast with Jim Cookrell and uh, Brian Cohen. Oh. 
And, you know, Jim is constantly saying, Google, step in here, do this. Apple, really do this, you know, and, but they won't. I mean, if, if somebody would come out, especially Google, I mean, I, here's my Android phone, you know, here is my Android phone. There are more of these in the world than iPhones. <clears throat> if they would say, oh, we're serious about this, Amazon would have a run for its money. I mean, I mean, it would take a while because they've got the foothold there, you know, they have a massive foothold. I mean, you know, gorilla. Yeah, and he was, he was talking the other day about how Google needs to have books show up in search options. And I said, oh my God, that's amazing because you know how you have the little links under their images and this and this and that. All you gotta do is hit books and then they just show all the books and that would just be fantastic because I'm always looking for books that I can feature on this show because for every 30 books that I sample on Amazon, there's maybe two that I read and sometimes those authors don't want to come on or never respond to me or so, so it takes me a lot of books to be able to find things that I want to talk about here. So let's segue into your podcast. So you sure, have, sure. what's the name of it again? It's the Reanimated Writers Podcast. I love that. That's great. So tell everybody just a little bit about your podcast. Okay. You know, it's a, it's a half hour biweekly podcast in which I interview authors that write in the zombie genre specifically. Uh, we've had on some great names so far. We're about 14 episodes in. I have two or three in the can that need to be edited, but we've had Mark Tufo on who writes the zombie fallout series, which is, it, it's an explosive series in the genre. I mean, just huge. And he is incredibly creative. And when I interviewed him, he's a pantser. I thought, how could he just pants all this stuff? You know, he just makes it up as he goes along. And then uh, there's another writer, David Simpson, who came on the scene, I think last year, and absolutely exploded with the Zombie Road series. I mean, it's just fun. I, I did it because I'm in that reanimated writers group. Uh, I, work in, I, I work in educational technology, not IT, ET, ET phone home. Anyway, I work in ET. And uh, part of what I do is help teachers, professors teach. And, uh, and I worked in, I have a degree in film. I love media. So I said, I'm starting a podcast and I might as well help this group out. So I just offered my services up and it start, that's how it got kicked off. And I do it as a way to serve the community. Uh, I don't get anything out of it. It just takes time away from my writing, to be honest. Uh, but you know, maybe, it will, maybe there'll be some network person, you know, I'll network with one of the authors and he'll put me in his newsletter and I'll become rich and famous too, but I don't know. <laughs> So, but anyway, and younger at the same time. So, and younger, yeah, 10 years back, yeah. yeah so anyway, he, uh, you know, that's why I do it. And it's great. I mean, like I said, uh, maybe we're 15 episodes in. You know, and we took out, we'll, what we're doing is we're going to release a set. We're going to have a season, take a little hiatus. Usually happens during my busy time of the year here at work. And then when I come back and then we'll do a, another 14 or 15 episodes. And then, you know, take a break and then do another and just do seasons. Uh, but uh, it's a lot of fun. Oh, oh, it is. I mean, I've had so much fun. I've met so many good writers. And I, you know, I was reading. I love to read. I'm a writer. I love to read. So I was reading tons of books. But I wasn't seeing anybody talk about them. And I know there's all kinds of podcasts out there where they talk about indie books. But I really hadn't seen anything. And I thought, you know, I love to chat with people. I love to read. I might as well be doing this, too. And I don't like going to author signings. 
it's, um, I never sell very many books. I meet great authors and I have a great time and I have a great, a lot of fun buying stocks and stocks of books, but I never, um, uh, I have lost where I was going. But anyway, so uh, yeah, this was a, just an easier way to network for me anyway, and to tell people about all the cool books that, I, that I'm reading. So speaking of cool books, do you have anything new coming up that you want to tell everybody about? Well, I just, as I said, I got that spinoff series that was released on February 19th month old. It's called Running from the Dead. It's a spinoff series from the books of the dead. You'll notice that the theme of those is all, the word, the word dead is in the title. And uh, it, 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 it's funny because I'm, I'm doing an experiment. It's not completely separate because it's, it's characters from that book. I'm going to carry it in the series, but it's, it's called the Deadland Chronicles. And the first one, like I said, Running from the Dead. Uh, the second book, The Undead Horde, I am you know, this close from the ending, but I, I, I've had a revelation that I have to go back and rework the ending. It's, it's, it's a, a gentle denouement instead of a climactic thing. So I, I, I got to rewrite my ending. So where I thought I was close, uh, my goal is, it was it's for an April release anyway. So it'll probably be sometime late April, uh, depending on when I finish uh, and when my editor can finish with it, so. Nice, okay, well, we'll put, do you, and do you have a website with a newsletter? <clears throat> Excuse me. I do, oh yeah, I'll, I'll send you that link. I, I do have a yeah. newsletter. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, I, I usually just, I'm trying to get better with the newsletter thing. It's a, you know, it's it's tough for me. I'm an extreme extrovert, but in in, in this sort of thing, I'm I'm sort of introverted in a way. I just want to do my, I just want to write and get my stuff out. But uh, I, I try to give my newsletter people something new at least once a month, either a short story or, you know, uh, uh, you know, some sort of announcement. Oh, here's the cover reveal. You get it first uh, for the book. I I end up I make my own covers because that's how I save money. And, uh, and uh, you know, I just try to give them something. So, yeah, I'll give you that. Oh, yeah, great, great. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. And uh, if, if everybody go down in the show notes, check out, of course, Night of the Writing Dead, the zombie anthology we've been talking about the last couple of weeks. Check out Randy's other stuff. There's lots of good things there. And what was the short story again that was 9,000 words that had the really twist ending? Shutterbug. Shutterbug, yeah. So we'll put a link to that one too so you can go directly to it. So thank you so much, Randy, for today. Oh, thank you so much. You have a great day. You too. Thanks, RJ. I'll have links in the show notes. Don't forget to grab a copy of Undead Tales and Shutterbug. I will see you next week. I'm going to have something a little lighter. It's been a lot of zombies this month, which has been a lot of fun, but... Between all the zombies and post-apoc, I'm a little depressed. So I've been reading a little lighter, fair, and uh, I will have something next week. If for some reason I'm not here next week, it's because I'm deathly ill, but don't worry, I'll be okay. So I'm off back to bed, and in the meantime, go read a good book. Mm -hmm.